Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the Catching Up With podcast. I'm Derek Drugsma, and today I'm so excited to have my friend Goose the Drummer on this episode. Goose is a phenomenal drummer, music director, YouTube video creator, and all-around amazing, kind dude. In 2018, Goose had the amazing opportunity to tour around the world with Owl City, who's based right here in Minnesota. Goose is the type of person that treats every single opportunity with the highest level of excellence and professionalism. I'm so excited that he's on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to Catching Up With. This is episode two, and I'm really glad today to be welcoming my good friend, Goose. What's up? Um, Goose and I have known each other for a little while now. And we've had, well, I've had the great pleasure of being, I've had the pleasure as well, <laughs> being featured on you're some videos kind. and, uh, it's been a lot of fun. You're, you're an idea man. Um, so those of you who don't know, Goose is an incredible drummer in the Minneapolis area, but you're not from Minneapolis. Correct. Um, where are you from? I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin, originally. Gotcha. Um, go Packers. <laughs> I don't I don't follow sports whatsoever, so I'm just like so apathetic. I don't really anymore either, to be honest, but I'm just supposed to say that if I'm from Green Bay. But I do love the it's, Packers. And I grew it's, up it. it's the it's more so to just like poke the bear of everyone else. Absolutely. Who's a Vikings fan. Yes. Um tell us a little bit about what you do, because you have tons of like <laughs> I mean, you have so much content out on different platforms like YouTube and Instagram and like yep. even TikTok and yep. like everywhere you've got tons of videos. So like what, uh, what is your main thing? Like what's your workflow throughout the week? That's a great question. And I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> um, the main thing I'm man, I can't even say the main thing. So to just list them off, um, I've been drumming at river Valley church, the Shockbee campus, um, usually two to three times a month. Um, I teach drum lessons to around 10 students currently, um, and as the school year picks up, it'll probably be around 16 or 17, which it was last school year, so a lot take off for the summer. And then I've been producing for two different artists. Um, one's pretty rock. I hate putting a label on it, but if I had to, I'll <laughs> just call it rock. Yeah. Um, and the other is like contemporary Christian like worship essentially. So um, I very much enjoy that, and I also produce some music of my own. And I'm also a YouTuber, obviously, and um, I love creating and I found myself just so unhappy when I'm not creating. So <laughs> I've really uh, deliberately planned time into every week to make videos with fellows like you and um, just any fellow creative that's really skilled and talented at what they do and, and down to, to create something new and fresh and that will inspire someone or equip people with new tools or techniques or information that can help them do what they do better. So, yeah. I think that's really important about creating on platforms like YouTube because I feel like so much content is created just for the sake of it being seen and like totally look, for look the views. Yeah, for like the views. Look, look at this one minute thing that I did and it doesn't have value beyond like the novelty of it. Yep. But I love I love whenever somebody's creating something with the intent to like add value to something or someone um, or like to a community because I mean you you have like that teaching mindset of like. Like, what can I do that is going to seem interesting or inspiring, even if it's not necessarily like teaching something that can inspire yep. just for the sake of it yep. um, is is valuable. So I think that's huge. Absolutely. It's kind of the point of a channel. If you think of it, I think everyone <laughs> should have like the big picture figured out first. 
Like if, if money weren't a thing, because at some point it won't be, and it shouldn't be if, if all goes well, it shouldn't matter anymore. And you should have enough where, um, it doesn't matter essentially. And what then would be the goal? And I think that's where you, you should start. And for me, it's been like to inspire, to do something awesome and inspire someone to, to take it even further or equip them um, with new skills, information, um, or ideas to do what they do even better. So, yeah. And that's yeah. been super fulfilling for me to see other people, um, take from like, for example, I started with drum cams and I kind of accidentally fell into the YouTube realm. <laughs> I was playing at church so much and I wanted to make the best of it. I'm like, I'm already there. It's not going to take really any extra time besides like it would take me like 20 minutes after when I get home after church or something to just crop it up and take I'd record the audio and record video at church and I'd grab or I'd grab like the house mix from the sound guy and then um, I just link them after when I got home and put them on YouTube. And like 200 videos later, <laughs> it was right. crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's like 5000 more subscribers and uh, it just kind of accidentally fell into something where people started using them to like practice and learn songs. And because I had so many, I became more dependable. And when people know and trust you, like that's where they're going to go. And I think about like sales too, like basic concept, like people don't buy the best. They buy what they know and yeah. like what they trust is going to work. Exactly. That's, that's a, such a huge thing. And like even distinctly with like your videos, they all have like the, the goose, the drummer logo. Yep. And it's something that's like super recognizable to where somebody who's looking up drum videos, they've seen your stuff. Like you're saying, it's not necessarily a game of like finding the best one. They're like, I know this guy makes what I want or what I need. Exactly. And they'll come yep. back for that because exactly. they, like you said, you've, you built trust there. Yep. And I think that's huge too. Like being able to see time that can be used or can be like made more efficient is like, you're already playing. Yeah. And just being like, well, why don't I record this? Because even if those, even if like those 200 videos weren't seen by anyone or if they were seen by like five people still spent like the same amount of time. Yeah. 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 And, and why not have like a backlog of stuff that represents you? Totally. Um, and it's been great. Um, I honestly recommend it for almost any musician because it's been great. Well, like whether you want it on your main channel or you can make a separate channel just for drum cams or guitar cams or whatever. But it's been a great resource as like a freelance musician as well. I forgot to mention that. I play with some bands as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> to like, I haven't even needed to try out for so many opportunities because I've had this huge base of videos that show what I'm capable of and and what I've done and things that I it I just hate trying out and I think everyone does. So yeah, <laughs> it can eliminate that in the in a process like that. So. And I think that's a huge thing. Like being self aware in 2019 and going into 2020 is like people make decisions based off of five second clips of videos. Yep. Like, I don't know, even, even before Instagram went up to 15 seconds and you know, now eventually a minute, it's like, they used to just be this super short video and people were making decisions based off of like a five second clip. Yep. Of, and, and you can usually tell, you can usually tell somebody's self-confidence and coordination and like control. Totally. Um, and five seconds, I don't know if you know, is like still the average watch time. Um, really for videos on on facebook yeah it's crazy that's five amazing. seconds it's like that short of an attention span yeah i've noticed I've, I've noticed something where things kind of go down two avenues in from what i've observed and it's that like either either i'm watching and other people are watching videos without actually watching them like they're just running in the background yep 
to listen to, or you're in a place where you can't play audio. And if you can't, like if you don't have subtitles or if you can't clearly tell what's happening in the video without audio, total loss. Pe- yeah. People yep. don't, people don't care yep. because there, there's just a disconnect. And so it's interesting that like the platform is forcing people to like adapt the way that they're even like making videos. Totally. Because I feel like so much of YouTube and like YouTube red or YouTube premium, whatever the frick it's called now <laughs> is like, yes. it enables you to run things in the background. And yep. that's, there's a reason that that feature is hidden behind like a pay yep. level, you know? Yep. I think it, the big thing with that is like, especially music yeah. where people want to open YouTube, search the song. Cause everyone has their music on YouTube, yep. search the song and not have to pay for it. And yeah, but they're paying for red. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, there's no Spotify, way, <laughs> Apple music. It's like, there's it's no way to not same. pay for it. Yep. Because it's like, you're either paying for it with your money or you're paying for it with your time by exactly. listening to ads. Yep. And so me personally, I'd rather pay for it with my money because my time is more valuable. Totally, totally. Listening to ads. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's just fascinating to see how like it it's changing. I was listening to a video of Gary V talking about like how content always changes to like meet the new platform. Yep. The the new totally. platform's requirements. And he was talking about like the first uh TV commercials were just radio ads of somebody just like standing in front of a camera reading off the ad. That's crazy. Because they didn't have like there was no concept of like what, what a, a commercial a, is. Yeah, what a like, TV commercial was. Dang. And I feel like that's that's always happening, but we're seeing that with Instagram videos and YouTube videos where they're taking those two different avenues of yep. like people are playing a video without actually watching it. Or people are watching a video with audio but they they're not listening to it. Yep. It's so weird. Yeah. There's countless videos too. I'm seeing now with like a catchy headline on the top, the actual video content in the middle and then like subtitles on the bottom. So crazy how many, and like even for advertising, like Facebook ads too, for a lot of businesses, like it's amazing how powerful that is. And there's a statistic, um, that's recently blowing my mind of like how many people, don't use audio or aren't like listening to the videos like you mentioned it's so visual now yeah i feel like nine times out of ten whether uh, a sponsored instagram post it like whether it wins or loses in a sense like whether it really hits the mark or not is dependent like 90 percent on whether they have subtitles totally and good yep. subtitles yep because like because i see a lot of stuff for like environmentally conscious stuff or like like sports wear you know like yeah. stuff like that and if if there are like i just saw this ad for like this shoe that's made out of like coffee grounds oh gosh it's like made out of recycled <laughs> plastic and coffee grounds that is interesting and it and it looks awesome but it's like those ads i mean things can capture your attention with just like a nice visual but i mean if it's somebody just talking because a lot of them are just people talking yeah if there's no subtitles it's like it's just lost and yep. it's a waste of money which which is unfortunate because Instagram is like super like I feel like advertising on Instagram is super advantageous. Totally. It's it's the same thing as Facebook advertising. It's yeah. it's like tied in the same since they own it. So But yeah, yeah I think it's just gonna get harder because people are just it's changing. Just yep. because it's changing. You just gotta play the game and adapt to it and and keep making content that I think just keep making content and yeah. you'll see. Um just by making the content, what does well. And it it's like the content itself kind of influences you where to go based on how it does. You can follow it. Yeah. Otherwise you'll like, you won't have a gauge yep. of like what's working and what's not working if you're not just putting out stuff. Totally. And that's why I appreciate the fact that you've just got so much content is you, you get an easier perspective on 
what the people who have seen your stuff want to see more of yep and the stuff that they're just absolutely not interested in totally um i'd actually be really interested to hear like some of your insights on like that angle of creating in particular have you have you had any moments where it was just like oh oh frick like people really want to see this thing that i did like one time and then you just like really followed that avenue or has it been kind of just like casting a wide net most of the time yeah with via the drum cams that got me started into it um you can even check the channel goose the drummer where i almost i'd sw- man <laughs> my first like 150 videos were um with click in it so like as the song is playing like there's hear. click yeah because i was recording my in your mix so exactly what i was hearing as i played live i recorded that and used that as the audio for the video a lot of people loved this um, because then they could practice along with the parts and most musicians are playing to click nowadays um, as they play live. So they love that. So you can like practice along for the people who are using it for that, for yeah. people who are just spectating and watching it for entertainment or to see or learning the song for what parts the click is super annoying. So that was one of the examples for in that niche love like, oh, crap, what do I do? Because some people miss it when I take it out. And yeah. It depended, like I couldn't get the odd, like good audio without click myself to get that audio or stems or like the house mix. I'd have to ask the sound guy. So I ended up doing that and multiple guys, Ben Olson has been an amazing help with that. Who's one of the sound engineers and like production leads at um, the church I go to. So he got me the house mix and I started doing that. And that seemed to be a much better way to do those drum cams. Yeah. Um, There's still... Every once in a while, somebody wants to click back in, but you got to do what you got to do. And that I think it's kept people more happy in general. Yeah. So it's kind of like following what, you know, the feedback. And I think asking for feedback is really helpful too. Like, what can I do better? Um, and constantly doing that. And then also second thought was drum cam compilations. So for the All City tour that I got to go on, one of the ideas I had for that tour was basically to record all of the shows um, via my perspective. So I'd have a GoPro either on me or right next to me on a tripod or like aimed at me from the front of the kit or something, a different angle basically at every show. Um, And then I wanted to make this drum cam compilation, which I think was like a new, I've never seen anyone else make it. And I was so stoked about it being like a new fresh idea. And I believe it was because the First one for Fireflies that I released. Um, and it's also tapping into All City Fireflies, which a lot of people are searching. It's, totally, totally. Um, so that did amazing. And it was it's my highest viewed video. Um, and since I had all the videos synced, it was over like 115 gigs of footage. I, had, I hired someone to help me with it. It was like so much to manage and all <laughs> syncing all the audio to the house mix. I had a house mix for each one too, and then syncing them and then choosing which house mix I'm going to, oh, it was a nightmare. Dang. Yeah. I thought about that too. When I was like oh watching those videos is like, I wonder which house mix I'm listening to because it, I mean, it was probably like a case for case thing. Like, okay, for this video, I want the show exactly. from this venue. Exactly. Yep because you you kind of just have to go through uh, yeah that sounds like a huge process going through and being like okay for this song what's my favorite bounce yep like what's my favorite but you gotta mix? do what you gotta do so right for that since that drum that first fireflies one did so well i ended up and i was planning on it as well but that was confirmation that it was new and fresh and people enjoyed it and it was valuable to them so i uploaded like four or five more um of, yeah. of the favorite ones and and they did great so yeah, yeah. i think that's really cool too like 
what I really like about those drum cam compilations is it is fresh and I like the presentation of it where it likes like the music music fades in from black yep. in the video. And it like, I think they all have that same intro of like, you know, like they I, explain the situation yeah, of like what's like, about to happen. It's a I, bunch of footage from the different shows. Right. Yep. yep. Um, and it feels, I just like that. It feels genuine because being in Minneapolis, I feel like there there's kind of this, like it's, it's Owl city, you know, yeah. like, Ooh, you know, it's like a name drop. I yeah, kind of hate it's, it. It's <laughs> such, it's such a name drop, but, but I feel like you handled it in such an authentic way because it would be so easy to use it as like an exploit for views. But I like that the approach is like, I had this opportunity and I recorded this and like, I mean, for anybody who's edited a video or like edited audio, like anything in those lines, they know that like this thing took a lot of work to like put together. hundred (laughs) percent. And it's, it's, I like the approach of like, I had this amazing opportunity and I wanted to like memorialize this and like share it. Yep. Um, that comes across as like way more genuine and not like name dropping totally as opposed to just like, look, Hey, I'm, I'm the owl city drummer. You know, it it came across as like, this was such a cool opportunity, like, and adding value again, it comes back to like adding value to the person watching where it's like, I want to share this experience with you. Yep. I, I I just love that. That's that's so awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And it was, it honestly was like a once in a lifetime experience. I didn't know if I'd ever get the chance to tour again with him and it was uh i did it partly as well for those like friends and family and um and so on that couldn't make it out to a show and i wanted to like kind of share and show what it was like and share that part of my life with them that yeah it was it was super special for me and i also wanted to record all that it was i mean once in a lifetime experience i I, like wanted the footage for myself show my kids later in life who knows yeah well, yeah, and that comes back too to like the recording, like yourself playing at church comes from this place of like, well, why don't I just have this footage, even if I don't use it? Yep. Like, why yep. don't I just have it for me? And it's the same sort of thing where it's like, I'm already doing, like, you're already playing the show, you're already doing the tour. Yep. It came down again <laughs> it's to like, it's not costing me any extra time <laughs> right. besides the edit. The edit was hefty time, but like right. while I'm there, I might as well like two minutes to set up a camera. Yep. You know, it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's like why why wouldn't you? Because yep. it's like going somewhere really awesome and taking pictures to remember that visit. You have the opportunity to like sort of immortalize totally this this moment. So I I think that's awesome being able to do that. Yep. I think a lot of people miss out on because I mean you see a lot of drum cams sort of stuff, but it really did feel like this inviting the viewer to come along for like a portion of the tour. And I think I don't know. I just kind of wish there was more of that. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see other people who are playing for artists that I love. I just want to see them just share the experience. Yep. Cause there's, it's amazing how few people share that experience. Totally. Like backstage sound check and a lot of that. Yeah. And I, and I don't feel like it's, it's like a selfish thing of like, I'm too cool to share it. It's just, I think it's just a willingness to do it. Um, a lot of people are like uncomfortable with not willing to edit or don't like being on camera all the time. It's a lot of work. It can be uncomfortable. It can be insecure. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff, but I just, I wish there was more. Yep. And for some situations it is serving people, you know, if that's what they want to see, if, and especially if you're a solo artist and that's like clearly what your fans want to see, which you can find out by the more content you put out, they will make it clear, like what they want to see. Like you can serve them by providing the content they want you know and totally. showing them behind the scenes or showing them yeah same concept 
Yeah. I think anything you can do to bring the person who's watching into like Ian Allison was telling me about like he was taking like an Instagram story of like a session he was working on and he had two different options for like a base fill and he just had people vote on it. <laughs> That's like, awesome. He was like, get Phil, their opinion. Yeah, he yeah. was like Phil A or B and then people voted and he used the one that won the vote. That's awesome. And it got really good response because people legitimately, it's not like they just felt like they were a part of the situation. They were actually invested in it. Like their vote changed made, the song. Yeah. It, it changed crazy. his decision, which changed this song. Yeah. And, uh, I gotta meet that guy. <laughs> you, you should <laughs> seriously. Um, you and him, I feel like think very similarly in ways of like, in, in ways of being mindful of who's watching and being mindful of who's listening and, and thinking like, what would they want? Like, yep. what are they, what are they going to get out it's of this? perspective? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because it's so easy. Like when you're starting and you just don't have, like, if you're not putting out that much content, you don't have as good of a perspective of like, why does, why does anybody want to watch my video? Yep. It's, it's easy to get like invested in something and be like, this is really cool. And then put it out and be like, well, why is nobody watching? It's like, well, how much value are you adding to them? Totally. You know, what are you giving them to take away? Yep. And, uh, you two, I think definitely share that perspective, which is like, that makes the world of difference when it comes to content and how consumable it is. People just aren't going to watch something if there's no value. Absolutely. Yep. And I think there's a, a, a huge vibe of like people just want to create what they want to create, which I totally understand. But at some point, like you do, I think, need to sacrifice that a little bit to at least serve. And if, if you want it to be successful, some there's the, you know, the two sides of it of like you can go too far on just doing it for views. And that's a terrible spot to be in as well. Mm-hmm. But you, I think you can also go too far on being like a purist where you only do what you love and not going to do anything else. If, yeah. Even if it's like serving people and, and giving them what they want and desire. I think there's a sweet spot in the middle of doing what you love and what people want and will pay for and, and, and so on. I think yeah. that's like the sweet spot to be, which is hard to find for a lot of people. And I think being willing to being willing to do something that necessarily isn't your instinct or your wheelhouse can lead you to things that you're interested in that you just didn't Absolutely. know about. You yeah. know, I don't like video editing. Are you kidding <laughs> right. me? I hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> or web design, like making my logo. I hate <laughs> all of like that, <laughs> but it was all necessary steps in like building a brand and, and serving people. Really. It was a, a more effective way to reach more people and help them get where they want to be to accomplish that bigger picture mission, yeah. which I think is that everything goes back to that mission of like whatever channel or content you're making, I think is so important to like ask yourself every time, like, does this content support my mission? Yeah. Um, so like, if you don't have that mission figured out, I would like figure that out, like spend time on it and write ideas down, try to make like a mission statement that's so specific and clear um, that way, like it's just always clear whether you should say yes or no to an opportunity and saying no has actually been really important for the successful people that I study. And for, for me, as I'm trying to figure out life, yeah. um, I'm realizing like the things I say no to actually have a huge impact because there's a lot of good things I want to do, but there's, there's so many <laughs> and I can right. only do so many, you know, it's like the typical kid in high school, like <laughs> music or sports, you right. know, you can't do it all. You got to choose the one that you think is going to. Yeah, it's, last. it's not just having the opportunities, it's knowing which ones to take. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. I was wondering, not to not to backtrack, but 
when it comes to like the the OC tour, mm-hmm. I was wondering if I could ask because we've talked a little bit about like how those sessions were run. Like the sessions were run like from somebody on stage, if I remember right. Like they were all just like triggered and then they just go. Basically, yep. Um, the the guitar tech um, ran the tracks and he basically just hit spacebar and then the show goes. It was awesome. So cool. Yeah. Um, for seventy five minutes, it's just <laughs> all right. in one thing. It was great. It's. I mean, I. I think a lot of people are like uncomfortable by that idea or don't like it because it's too scripted, but I'm like, it leads to the conversation for me at least of like talking about cues and, and guide tracks, um, which is something that I've taken a huge interest in and like been able to talk to you probably the most about out of like all my friends because you all my me- friends <laughs> in Owl City Song. <laughs> That's true. Nice. Um, Subtly slide that in there. I just, see what you did there. Just very, very <laughs> slick. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the thing that I like is that you believe in them as well. Like you believe in guide tracks, you know? Absolutely. They I, enhance the experience <laughs> yeah. for the, the listeners and for the performers. Because I'm I th- all for it. I think it's so easy to be like, again, a purist and be like, well, you could just practice until you don't need them. I, I think do both. Yeah. Practice until you don't need them and still have them there. Exactly. To like lower that chance of you messing up or forgetting something to like 1% chance <laughs> it's going to happen. And, and I feel like practicing to the extent to where you don't need guide tracks is a given. Like if you're, mm, if, yeah. you're if you're getting paid for the gig, it's like, duh. You've probably ex- already <laughs> learned your instrument that well. They're, and, yeah. they're expecting you to have that down. Yep. But there's something to be said for using all of the tools available that you have to make the experience as like, because the thing about live performance is, is less about what's happening. I feel like on stage and more about like, cause the show more or less is going to be the same thing every time. Yep. It's so much about giving everybody their own unique experience, being able to like be a part of what's happening and have it affect them in their own personal way. And it's tough to do that if there's constant like discrepancies totally throughout a performance. Yep. And so it's like, if you're, if you're doing the absolute best you can and you're dealing with like the highest caliber of musicians, it's like mistakes happen. And why wouldn't you use all the tools available to make the 100%. performance better? Yep. All for that. You know, yep. I just, I think there's, there's such an, like, there's definitely a sort of mindset of like unwillingness to like, I don't want to be weak and use this thing as a crutch. Yep. Then you then you completely shut out the idea of even being able to use this awesome tool. Yep. Um, then you got to count off songs if you're not going to use a guide. Like right. then, then your drummer or, or you have to, you know, count in the song and give right. a tempo. And like there's just so many things I think that are unprofessional when they don't need to be. But I will say I do understand from a purist standpoint, when it's all locked in, you know, 75 minutes straight of a set, like there may be times when the audience is interacting or going wild for a certain part that you, you just don't have time then to acknowledge or, you know, some, some, some solo artists or whatever will err on the other side of like, they'll stop the show and be like, wait, 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 what's your name, bro? And like call someone on stage, (laughs) you know, there's stuff like that that I think makes things really special to that night, really unique. Mm -hmm. Um, and just makes the experience so special um, for people. But I think I think there's pros and cons to both, and it's up to you personally to figure out where you you kind of line in that spectrum. I I think both are very effective, but totally, yeah, yeah definitely all for use the right tools. Yep. Yeah, I th- and I think that's there. and I think that's eventually what it comes down to is like reading the room of musicians, like what's right for this 
show. That's like what's, exactly it. What's yep. right for this group of Very songs well yeah. being played by this group of musicians. Yes. Yep. It, it just comes down to like self-awareness. Yep. So I think that's awesome. I just get excited talking about that sort of stuff because Love it. having, I mean, there's just so many, it's kind of like a cheesy rant that I sometimes go on, but like, there's so many cool things about being a musician in like 2019 where we have like the most tools available out oh, of like totally. anyone ever yep. to do what we love and to make it better. And I don't know. I feel like there's just such a, there's such a mindset, a strong mindset of like being cynical about like where music's at and like how it's too easy to make music. And I'm yep. like, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> it is. Like, <laughs> there's such a freedom to do whatever you want and you have the ability to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that just, that's exciting. Like the fact that we can just get together without a plan. And like when we've made videos yep, and we can just make something in an afternoon, that wasn't possible, you know, a decade ago. Even. Yeah. A, yeah. De- a decade ago, it would cost, it would cost way more. Yep. You would need, you would need professional help with like recording and like, it's just, it's so much more accessible. And totally. I think that that is only going to lead to more quality content totally. which gets me stoked uh, yeah. yeah i can't wait because yep. every time i hear like i mean we were just talking about artists that we listen to or that we hear about and they're how, like how young they are i mean every time i hear artists that like that i get stoked about i feel like nine times out of ten they're just super young yep and i don't think that would be possible if these tools weren't so accessible if you totally. could if you couldn't make an ep on a laptop with a microphone and nothing else yep you know and I think definitely Adam Young is a proponent of that. Just being interested enough in making something and committed to the the outcome of like, I have a vision I want to create and just doing it yep. and being willing to just like, I'm going to figure it out. I mean, we have the tools to make that happen. And, and 20 years ago, that wasn't even possible. If you wanted to, you needed money. Yep. And that's something I've totally learned from him too, that I think he does an amazing job of. He does use every tool available and if he doesn't have it, he'll get it, you know, <laughs> yeah. or do what or save up or do whatever like um, he needs to to get it. And he started from the bottom. I think he's like a clear, amazing example of it's all about for producing. It's like about your ears, like anyone can do it with a good set of ears that, you know, has the self-awareness of what sounds good and what is appropriate in the moment. And that's where it's so unique and personal. Totally. Um, and the tools are so accessible now. Uh, but I think there will always be like as technology increases, I think there'll always be competition um, of who's got the best stuff. And and there'll always be a little extra you can do with the best tools. So it's I think it's True. beautiful when great ears with great tools come together. Yeah. You can make some really amazing stuff, but you can make amazing stuff, you know, just with great ears, too, which right. is so cool. Right. Just like a new concept. Yeah. In the past you know, few years, there's there's like that entrepreneurial aspect to like if a person has that attitude like that entrepreneurial attitude there's just i feel like there's just nothing in your way no matter what happens like no matter what you have available yep you're just sort of guaranteed to like make it work totally and i think that's really cool like yep and putting out content yeah just getting it done and yep. i think and i think that should be an encouragement i mean it's definitely been an encouragement for me to like sort of train myself to think that the difference between having it and not having it is just being willing to do it yeah and totally. put out content and not worry about how like i look on camera or not worry about like the we like if you hate how you talk because that's super common yep 
And just being willing to like put stuff out and get your voice out there ensures that you're going to be on your way to doing something that you want. Absolutely. And if you look at any of your fame, you're like famous or your favorite, I should say, artists, look at how much content they have. Like to get to that point, they've had to have put out so much content. You know, I think Mm -hmm. of like John Mayer or Parachute (laughs) or Owl City. Great example. Like the amount of albums and songs he's produced. And Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable and honestly really inspiring. And it's kind of like, I think, an obvious, well, if he weren't this big at that you know, after doing that much, like I'd right. be surprised. Like, right. Um, it, I think it's really cool. Like people like that generally earn it. And that's so inspiring to me. And I love the concept of reps, like just repetitions, like working out, lift the weights yep. and just keep going, keep pressing on and keep pushing out content. I think Gary Vee is all about that too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's like his, his mantra. Almost. Yeah. I, I like that his aspect uh, or his perspective on the situation is like people are so hesitant to like make content and he's like if you have a hard time making content just get yourself in front of the camera and just do a day in the life just show yourself yep. going to the coffee shop and being like i'm uninspired today he's reps like, get reps in it yeah he's like that's way more interesting than not knowing that you exist yep <laughs> you know <laughs> that's so true and i think and i think that transparency is something that our age group and our culture is like getting used to because the the other side of it is that like the internet is like ruthless and judgmental. Yes. But at a certain point you're like, everybody's ruthless and judgmental. It's just that now the internet allows you to have something to hide behind. Yep. So you could throw out judgment. Yep. And it's just like, you got to get used to just like, okay, people are just going to be jerks sometimes. Absolutely. And, and just be who you are. Yep. And, and to not find your value in like comments and or an amount of likes, I think super important if you're going to do social media for business or for personal even. Totally. Like to just not depend on that. Absolutely. Being true to yourself. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Killer. Well, Goose, thank you for being on the podcast. It's been a real honor, real treat. Um, and uh, you guys can follow Goose at Goose the Drummer. Make sure you go follow him. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Um, yeah. So thanks for being on. Thanks, and, man. Uh, it's an honor. <laughs> no. the honor is mine okay 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 (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening and i'll see you guys in the next podcast hold on just a gosh dang second you yeah you still listen to the podcast right now if you like listening to stuff maybe consider listening to my music on spotify i've been putting out some new stuff there and i think you're gonna like it if you don't want to well i mean not your mom i can't tell you what to do now get out of here (laughs) 